This is our Everest. Greetings, culture vultures, and welcome to This Is Our Christmas Everest, the podcast that's going to run around. Nah! The Mike Readening Part 2. In yesterday's <laughs> instalment. Yeah, previously on Mike Reed. Yeah, he was on the 1980 321 Christmas special playing Buttons. A convincing role. And here he is, same day, that morning. With the kids. With the kids. Presenting Runaround. What a choice, because he seems to have no affinity with or interest in having an affinity with children on or any level. Or affection for. Or affection for, or in fact any interest in anything that anyone else is doing. Yeah. But we'll get we'll get to that, because I think the best way to deal with this particular thing is to go through it point by point. Well, I mean, Christmas, uh, I mean, it was on ten past eleven. In the morning. That is a classic time to have this. Uh, it's Superb. Sandwiched in the schedule oh, yeah. between a Christmas star, a cartoon incorporating carols, uh-huh. and a film, oh, yeah. Digby, the biggest <laughs> dog in the world. <laughs> You've seen the size of that fucking dog, as Mike Reed. <laughs> um, yeah, Run Around was an American TV show originally, but it wasn't very successful in America. It was far more successful in Britain, where obviously people are stupider. Um, it features a phalanx of children. I don't know if it's a dozen or something. And they all asked a multiple choice question and they have to run as a herd to stand behind whatever they think the correct answer is. And they all get the chance to change their answer with the immortal yeah. words, run around, nah. Yeah, and the, the, and the thing about that, of course, is that it doesn't make any fucking sense whatsoever. Well, especially not on this episode. Why... Why change your mind? Why change your mind? Well, actually, it's very well, why... it's very psychologically interesting, but it's not a particularly fulfilling format. But judging by this no. one, because on this episode, I think twice children were sent to the dungeon, which is the area where you have to sit out around if you get one wrong. But apart from that, either everyone got it right or everyone got it wrong. Uh, that was it. It was the, yeah. a brilliant demonstration of herd mentality. Also, there was no running around at all because they were all on skates. There's one thing that we failed to mention about the run around Christmas special 1980. Yeah. Which is that this wasn't just the run around Christmas special 1980. No. That would have been too easy. This was the run around Christmas special 1980 on ice. Yeah. Except it wasn't on ice. No, it turns out halfway through the programme it's actually some sort of miracle plastic, which is probably now eating its way through the ozone layer at a sort of Brazil-sized chunk by an, by the hour. But Double asbestos. This new, fascinating, fantastic plastic surface could be used for everything, including, if you grease it up enough with enough oil, a skating rink. So at the beginning, on comes Mike Reed, 
in a bobsleigh. And I'm going to get it out of the way early. My festive highlight of this programme is the fact that Mike Reed has committed to do this, but, but can't even stand up on skates. So his chosen method of maintaining his dignity and poise is to cling on <laughs> to a taxidermied polar bear throughout. They don't mention this at all. <laughs> He's hanging on to that thing for dear life. It's just there. Whenever you notice him standing there, you will always notice he's slightly stooped. And the reason for that is that he's putting his weight on that fucking bear the whole time. Yeah. It how, is how much longer would it have been beyond the half hour of the programme before the bear just split in half? <laughs> well, I mean, at least it couldn't go through the ice, I suppose. It's so transparent. And this bear is such a horrible thing. But it's a bit ratty, yeah. Yeah. Now... With the prizes, I mean, a game show is nothing without prizes. Mm. The prizes are outside the front of the southern television buildings in Southampton. Yeah. In an igloo with what I can only describe as a Japanese bloke, who I think is supposed to be some sort of Inuit. But he's clearly just a Japanese bloke. He's probably the bloke who ran the local Japanese restaurant. Yeah, um, so you've got a Japanese bloke in an igloo with a reindeer stood out the front. And there was a penguin as well, I think. What a show. Already I was gripped. <laughs> uh, I just... I just... It's such a stupid concept. It's difficult to get past it. But just as you were saying yesterday with 321, I don't know. I think there might be something in it. <laughs> The first, the first two questions are Christmas themed, yeah. and then after the first two questions, we get our first guest, and our first guest is John Neal, who is the director of an ice show that takes place in Bournemouth all the well, year round, and there's a load called the Ice Follies, and there's loads of people in costumes, and Mike Reed has to interview John Neal, and he is endlessly abrasive without being directly confrontational or rude well I think. okay that's his that's his style of interview well, first of all first of all i didn't come here to see furries on ice <laughs> it wasn't just furries on ice it, some of them look like when homer simpson goes on that chili trip there was um there was a sexy pink dog the what there was sexy that's a very interesting like word a, that you've used. like a poodle Oh, okay. Kind of thing. Um, I mean, they're all people, you know, so just costumes. Oh, uh, yeah, um, yeah. And then yeah. the fucking moon people turn up. Oh, hell, the moon people. Yeah, that that didn't need that. That was weird. It looked like somebody's back garden had come to life. It was really, really, really weird. Really, really, really creepy. The second guest was a figure skater called Ruth Lindsay. Uh, she came out to perform in order to test out uh, Mike's heart medication and boner medication. I thought that Ruth was reining in a little bit, but then I factored in that it was quite a small rink and it was about to turn out that it wasn't actually ice at all. <laughs> and there was a taxidermy polar bear in her way most of the time. So I, I actually... Keeping her powder dry, I think, was probably an intelligent move on her part. Granted. The other thing I liked about that interview was, number one, Mike asked her 
How do you keep your weight down? Just doing skating, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> the second thing I liked about it was I think this is when Mike was clinging on to the polar bear for dear life. Yeah. And to cover his persistent erection. <laughs> but my my third highlight of, of that interview was there were throughout the that uh, the talk with Mike Reed there were some quite distinct hammering sounds which was obviously them. <laughs> The, the uh, crew in the studio putting the, the next questions up. Yeah. What a show. I was, I was, I was so, so totally sold on this programme. It was, to- it was a shambles. It was, it was, a, yeah. it was, I think it the was. Whole, the whole thing is built up to look like a circus tent, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it was, it was a shambles. I mean, I've tried looking. I can only confirm that 1980 wasn't a white Christmas in London, which is the nearest place that I can find oh, to well, Southampton. Yeah. It's but very, the thing is, very rare on the south coast. So yeah, was it a snow machine did that? Because it is impressive. It's a lot of snow, yeah? Well, that's... We yeah, can agree ITV on that. Money, that's that. a lot of snow. Yeah, but this is ITV money for kids' TV in the morning. Yeah. Uh. I suppose so. You know, I mean, a lot a, of it would have gone on Mike Reed. Yeah, I mean, it's not. Well, it's certainly. You know, it's not like a. It's not like a brand new Ford Escort budget. I'll say that much. No. So that that snow. If it is, if it is a snow machine, then it has done an epic job. And if it's not snow, well, yeah. it really whatever it is really looks like snow. But then again, like I said, the same as you, I know fully well that it. Does it snow down here ever? No. Generally speaking, in my experience of the South Coast, you're more likely to get snow in February or March than you are in December. Well, I remember when I first knew you, and you used to go on all the time about how um, it never snows on the South Coast. And then we moved down here, and the next year... It snowed at Easter. Yeah, I remember that because my boiler had just broken. Yeah. <laughs> Great fun was had by all. That was karma kicking me in the balls. Yeah, I think I texted you to, you know, remind you. Um, <laughs> I the, say this... that. This was, this was 13 years ago. <laughs> I know. Imagine, imagine how many episodes of Runaround we've watched in, in the intervening years. 13 uh, fucking years. Christ away. Where did the time go? Now, the third <laughs> guest is Jürgen. Jürgen yeah. is the, the clever European gentleman who has invented this plastic multi-purpose floor. After 12 years of research, he's come up with a bit of white perspex with baby oil on it. Yeah, <laughs> which, um, is, which is exactly what it is. And then a skater in Victorian dress comes out for a few laps. Yeah. While, you know, Frank clings on to fucking <laughs> polar bear with his feet going from under him. Yeah, yeah. It's, Go fucking hell, yeah, it, it's, it's It just doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. And then, and then, after all of that, it's only fucking madness doing one yeah, step that. beyond dressed as Santa. That is the contractual obligation, I believe, of Madness to play one step beyond on every television programme of the 1980s. How the hell have they managed to get Madness for that? Madness were a big fucking deal by the end of 1980. I think that Madness were just discerning and they thought, that sounds like a laugh. 
and they were right. It was absolute chaos in there. Yeah. They made they made the right decision. Yeah. And then and then after all that, it's big fucking daddy. Madness performed I think one of the interesting things about Madness is they were all just performing merrily in their plimp soles and tennis shoes. Yeah. Run, running around on the ice. <laughs> Frank can't even stand up, Frank. Mike can't even stand up. <laughs> Frank. Freudian slip there. Just just keep calling him Frank. Just call yeah. him Frank Butcher. You know. uh, there's one one question was asked about madness, and then it was time up. No more questions. But of course, because everyone had either got everything right or everything wrong, more or less everyone had the same score. Yeah, leading to the shittest and least thought out tiebreaker in history. <laughs> A thirty six way question. <laughs> yeah, you've got to assume that in that quiz, which is twelve ten year old children. <laughs> Running around, just and and they run around after each other, and then are given an additional chance to change their mind. You've got to figure you're going to end up with a tiebreaker most weeks. Yeah. But what they were left with is Frank reading out a question, and then the kids just shouting it out as soon as they got it. Yeah. No it, buzzers. Yeah. No. No. no, no. It's, it's like, the, like it's like the idea that there might need to be a tiebreaker has never occurred to them at yeah. any point. Quick, quick, chuck him a question. Chuck him a question. How many letters has Christmas got in it? Yeah. And it it took them half an hour to figure that out. There were about four guesses before somebody said the right one. I was like, but then again, there were a lot of prizes going, weren't there? Records and record players and I don't oh, know. Dear. Evening with Cyril Smith. All in this fella's igloo. Yeah. Oh, the, the, when they showed the things in the igloo, the first thing I thought was, well, that's that TV broken then. You can't well, go yeah. putting a television in the snow in 1980 especially. That motherfucker's going to catch fire the minute it gets plugged back in. You know, I like I like those odds. As, as you quite correctly pointed out, that when the kids won their prizes, they went outside into the realistic snow and balmy December weather. Mm. I mean, if it if it was white carpet, then fair play. <laughs> yeah. Good, good carpeting well skills. It looks like snow. They're out. They're with the Japanese gentleman who inexplicably lives in an igloo to have a look at their prizes. And Mike, or as I call him, Frank, goes, <laughs> oh, look, kids, it's fucking Father Christmas. Cut to a reindeer that's no bigger than a Labrador. Yeah. With its eyes bulging <laughs> yeah. a, f- a clear inch out of its skull <laughs> yeah. because it's trying to pull a sleigh that's got Father Christmas played by Big Daddy. <laughs> that reindeer... For a start, one thing I will tell you, I've learnt this about reindeer this Christmas. I've went gone 40 Christmases without knowing this, but it is a fact. Go on. If you see a reindeer at Christmas and yeah. it's got antlers, it's a lady reindeer. Right. Because boy reindeers lose their antlers after mating season. Yeah, they grow them back. <laughs> in the new year. Yeah, they need a new set every year for it's rutting, I suppose. A new year's resolution. Exactly. Okay. So you've got this tiny, <laughs> this, this tiny ingenue reindeer <laughs> giving herself yeah. a hernia for all of reindeer kind. <laughs> to carry... Get two reindeer. Or just don't hire Big Daddy to <laughs> Big Daddy. Well, to the play thing Father is, Christmas. The big daddy. He was big. Was there was a conscious push in 
the early 1980s to make him a star. And not just a wrestling star, but a children's TV star. When I was growing up in the 1980s, I did know Big Daddy and Giant Haystacks, even though I'd never seen them wrestle. And to this day, I've never seen them wrestle. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But I knew who they were, so the the policy obviously worked. He's an interesting one, Big Daddy. Yeah. By all accounts, not a nice man. Hmm. Short-tempered. Was Giant Haystack nice? Did they, were they both playing against type? Um, I doubt it very much. But um, what about Kendo Nagasaki? <laughs> <laughs> you are an idiot. Oh dear. But no, he um, a, a little later was scheduled to be the host of one of ITV's. Saturday morning shows. What? It was going to be called... I think it was going to be called Big Daddy's Saturday Show. I think. How long did they spend well, talking they, about they, one? Well, it was all done and all sorted. And it was all Joe to go ahead. And then he pulled out for health reasons a few days before it was due to go live. Pilot was made. Pilot had already been made, but he he pulled out at the very last minute, and it ended up just being called the Saturday Show, and uh, it was hosted by Isla St Clair and Tommy Boyd. There you go, yeah, Tommy Boyd, first, the I think Iron it was about Horse. Nineteen eighty four. That uh, he also had a comic strip in uh, in in Buster um, comic. Yeah, and, yeah, and um, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I say, you know, this was the this was this was go when I mean this was nineteen eighty two, not eighty four, eighty two because it's when they did away with Tiz was. Oh, I see. So kids were already disappointed, and then. <laughs> so at the end of the nineteen eighty two series, Tiz was was cancelled, and it was supposed to be that was going to be his vehicle. This was his route into, um, you know, they wanted to make a kids TV star of him. He seemed to be popular amongst children. He wasn't popular with me, but he seemed. He didn't look like he liked children particularly. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the other kind of feeling that I got. And it soldiered on for a couple of years before they replaced it with number seventy-three with Sandy with Sandy Toxvig, who who made that program and made her own name into the bargain. Damn straight. So, um. Seeing him on this, like I say, this is the very start of it. I oh, I think guess. so. Sounds about right. This is like the we, yeah, we we we're going to uh, we're going we're going to you know do it. I don't know if it it was an auspicious start particularly. I mean, he stands around a bit, and then Mike all of a sudden, and without any warning, yeah, starts a chorus of "We wish you a merry Christmas." Yeah, at which point they then cut back inside to the studio. Where someone's just let some penguins out. Yeah. I th- there's a possibility that it was Madness who did that. Yeah. That would be a classical <laughs> madness move. Lorry load of penguins and we're just going to let them go out in a studio yeah. full of kids. Yeah, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be particularly surprising. Cuts back outside and uh, Mike and all the contestants and Big Daddy and the Japanese man who's there for some reason... <laughs> are having their photo taken with this reindeer that is obviously on the verge of a cardiac event. Yeah. And 
I don't know if you noticed at the end, Mike was sort of holding its antlers, yeah. and the, the reindeer shook its head out of Mike's hands and shot him such a look. <laughs> <laughs> that reindeer was so angry at this point. It, it spoke for all of us. You can really see that Mike Reed is being quite circumspect with the reindeer right towards the end of the program because it he knows. All right, I think I, I think I think I've pissed this reindeer off enough now. I've seen it. I've seen enough. Do you know that Mike Reed wasn't the only person who presented Runaround? Go on. In the early stages of Runaround in this country, which I believe uh, it started in 1975, Mike Reed I think was absent for 1977, during which time it was presented by one. Stan Boardman and two Ugh. Leslie Crowther. Now, we, I I've never seen either of those presenting runaround. I'd be interested to know if you had to watch a runaround without Mike Reed and presented by either Leslie Crowther or Stan Boardman, which one would you pick? Gotta be Crowther, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, gotta Crowther. be Crowther. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to do the Fockers joke. Well, the thing is, Crowther is, as well as he's not going to do the Fockers joke, he is actually a professional television presenter. He's a game show host. Yeah, As I mean, opposed by, by, to just... By, by the late 70s, he'd already done the golden shot. And by the mid-80s, in fact, what, 84, I think it was, came over here in the first place, either the 84 or 86, one or the other. It's the fucking price is right, you know. He's slick. That's how slick he yeah. is. He's so slick that they will give him the gig for the UK version of The Price is Right. And I I should iterate at this point that the UK version of The Price is Right was a big fucking deal when it started in this country. Do you think that when Leslie Crowther presented Rotherham, when he'd asked the question and he was about to beckon the children to go and stand behind the answer they thought was right, he said... And I quote, go! No, he wouldn't have done that, would he? He'd have, he'd have done it in his prices right. I think that would have been Star. to the detriment of the programme, to a certain degree. Go! Go! Fucking Mike. Really. Run around. Nah. I mean, well, God, God bless him, but... Mike um, Reed, the thing is... I, I, he's a strange old bird isn't he i've been calling him frank butcher by mistake this whole yeah. time but actually there is a lot of truth in frank butcher and mike reed but mike reed brings the sensibility of a used car salesman to presenting runaround which is a room full of kids made to look like a circus he asks the guests really weird questions like how do you keep your weight down to a figure skater and he asks Madness, so boys, where are you fellas working this Christmas? Yeah. It's just... this, is, this is kids TV, Mike. Yeah, yeah. He's just so... It's inappropriate, is what it is. Yeah. And not inappropriate for the reason that so many TV programmes we watch now, you think, well, that's inappropriate. But it's, yeah. it's utterly inexplicable. He clearly has no affinity with children, and he's, I think he's clearly presenting it for the adults who are watching it with the children. But, but <laughs> I don't believe that he would have been encouraged to do that, <laughs> nor was that the stated intention of the programme. 
It was a kid but, show. I can't. <laughs> Shut up, you <laughs> blithering idiot. I, I just don't see how he got that gig. <laughs> I'm so glad that he did. You know? I mean, can you imagine like the, oh, the auditions? Oh, imagine I'm... the auditions and everybody's doing their, you know, being a game show. And then he comes on and, he, and he's just, he just is Mike Reed. <laughs> that's yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That's his act. Oh, I'm so glad. I mean, honestly. be Mike Reed. And they're like, yeah, this is the man. This is the guy we've been looking for. This is, this is, this is the dude. Or maybe like, you know, well, you know, Mike Reed, he's been very successful in the comedians and we think we could make him a breakout star for ITV. Okay, so what do you think the best programme to put him in is? Oh, it's definitely a kid's show. A kid's show. Where, what? Have him hosting a kid's quiz. That's that's oh, the perfect God show for him to host. It's, it was a serendipitous moment and it's done the world a lot of good. I mean, we've done 38 of these things in the last 38 days and I'm... I'm going to be honest, I'm feeling it. This programme was a delightful oasis. I loved it. I loved the absolute carnage of it. I loved every single second. Do you know who else made their debut in Runaround? Go on. Metal Mickey. Ah, yes. I think Metal Mickey is on the list as well. I think he is. But yeah, Metal Mickey was spotted, I believe, by a keen-eyed... Southern TV researcher and they went he'll get him on and Mike Riggs so so then Mickey where are you working this Christmas <laughs> <laughs> so you're a robot then you're a robot then what's that like <laughs> do you uh, you have trouble with you keeping your weight down Mickey biddy 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 that's what he did. I'm far too young to really remember Metal Mickey I only have a very vague recollection of it because the thing is that this sort of time 1981 82 83 I was going through a going to a lot of football phase every week and metal mickey was on i'm pretty sure at quarter past five in the afternoon and uh, me and my dad weren't going to be back from football by no, quarter past five absolute, absolute nightmare so well no it wasn't a nightmare because actually when i did go to it and, and see it at a slightly later date i found it profoundly fucking irritating yeah well it was no run around did you used to watch Run Around? Because the thing is, as you were saying to me before we were recording this now, the majority of these children are going to be probably around your age or a few years older now. So they're probably, they're all in our audience. I reckon they're all roughly the same age. I don't see why they wouldn't have people who are kids who are roughly the same age. Um and he made reference to at least two of them playing for under-12s teams, which makes them 12. Oh, yes, man. Welcome to the Christmas run-around. Tell you what, can't play the game without kids. Wonderful children today with wonderful skaters. My, my, my. Where are they? Right, super. Now, we've got our skaters. We don't know what the names are. Eve? What are the kids' names this week, darling, on the Christmas day? 
Well, on this Merry Christmas morning, we have Graham. He likes watching Tom and Jerry and has a tortoise called Nellie. Kim enjoys horse riding and has a new kitten called Dusty. Paul goes hiking in the new forest and wants to be a surgeon when he grows up. Alexis likes playing netball and watching Morgan Mindy on television. Kenny, he plays rugby for his school's under 12 team. Let's hope he can tackle today's questions. Anne likes swimming and has a cat called Snowy. Ralph plays football for the school team. Kate enjoys doing gymnastics at school. Stephen plays football for the Cubs and his team are in the second round of the Cup. And lastly, Alexa has practically toured the world. And they're the 10 crackers in today's Christmas box. So if this was in Christmas 1980, that would make them born in 1968. Yep. Uh, And if they're born in 1968, then that would make them 52 now. Going to be 53 next year. Okay. We should have we should have a reunion on ice. Oh God, I'd love you that. dressed as Mike Reed. Oh my God, just get me I'll a polar be, bear. Yeah, and I'll, I'll cling be on. dressed. I'll be dressed as a polar bear. According to the Christmas song, how did the reindeer Rudolph guide Santa Claus' sleigh? Would it be answer one with a torch? Joel? I'm not having that, am I? Would it be answer one with a torch, with a map, or with, or with a torch, or with his bright nose? Go, go. With a torch, run around there. Oh, they've all got what was your festive highlight? Mine, as we've already said, was Frank Butcher clinging onto a polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was the, the the slowly strangulating reindeer. <laughs> that poor pulling, fucking, honestly. Pulling that poor fucking thing. You could honestly. see the veins <laughs> Coming up in its forehead. Someone call the RSPCA for fuck's sake. That should, that should be a fucking six-ton truck pulling that motherfucker. I know. It's terrible. And you'd think that, you know, being a reindeer, you'd think that Christmas would be a good time. But I, I actually, being, no, no, being a reindeer at Christmas is some hot yeah, bullshit. Some hot bullshit. Well, so there we go. Give, give generously to any reindeers that you see this Christmas. Yeah, because they're probably having a really bad time. It's it's a surprising can, c- coupled with the penguins just being released into a load of kids. <laughs> it is a surprising <laughs> amount of animal abuse for one kids TV program. Um, but anyway, anyway, tomorrow it's not oh, a bad one. This it's it's all right, isn't it? Yeah, BBC Micro Live Christmas Special, nineteen eighty five. Your all of your up to date computing, home computing information. Everything you want to know about where the world was with computers, especially BBC Micros <laughs> by yeah. the end of nineteen eighty four. It was quite did lean quite heavily that way. Yeah. Well it was a you know, a current programme, wasn't it? It wasn't designed it wasn't designed for us to be watching thirty five years yeah. on. And uh, and you know, which explains why it's so fascinating. Yeah. Anyway, that'll do us for now. Uh, we'll be back again same time tomorrow. Thanks very much for listening and goodbye.
Do you realise that we'll have done 50 podcasts in 50 days by the end of this? Where's my fucking prize? Oh! 